Hello and welcome to the show. Of course, as always, brought to you with the support of Media Proxy. Now, our guest today needs very little introduction as we've been speaking to him quite a lot over the last year or so about IBC. So welcome back to the show, Mike Crimp. Hi, Mike. Good to see you again. Thanks, guys. Good to see you too. So, Mike, last time we spoke, uh, a month or so ago, we closed the show by saying, you know, next time we speak, we'll be in Amsterdam. And here we are with two weeks to go. And many people asking many questions about IBC. And those questions really have arisen from the recent Dutch COVID-19 restrictions and the IBC press release that followed stating that the shows uh, will still be going ahead. Yeah. So firstly, before we get into the, the questions sent in, because, you know, yeah, we've, we've got to put them to you. Let's give us an insight into how and why the decision was made to proceed. And, you know, in light of the current COVID situation, of course, uh, what was the process? Who was involved? Who, who were who are the stakeholders, exhibitors that helped make that decision? Well, I suppose you've got to go back to um, when we postponed in, in September and we went to the industry, said we want to push it forward uh, to December. The research that we'd done said that, um, you know, if we can hold a safe and valuable event, then um, we, we should do it. The issue around uh, September at the time was that you couldn't uh, quite hold events in Amsterdam at that stage. The Dutch government were looking at how that could be done safely. And right. then just after a period of time, um, they opened it up. And what we did, of course, was um, looked for quite a long while all the way through to see how those protocols were working, how they were put in place by the Rye and how that was all, all policed. So that's sort of where we got to um, with the... December day. Um, from RBC's point of view, you know, the situation has been changing all the way through the year. It's got better, it's, it's got worse. And we kind of hoped for the best and planned for the worst. So that's why we put that kind of safety bubble um, um, in place. And, and even when things got better, we didn't, um, we didn't release it. Um, because it's difficult to crystal ball gaze. You, you have to um, take something as your solid advice. And the scientific advice and the the advice of the Dutch government was that events like IPC in Amsterdam have been proven to be safe if they work within that kind of a bubble. So that was the the, the underpinning thing. Yes, we, we talked to uh, exhibitors, we talked to visitors, we talked to all the different stakeholder groups. And the, the issue was that the views are quite polarised. Uh, you know, last year when we cancelled, it, it wasn't that difficult a decision, really, was it? Everybody knew it got to a point where, in time, everybody yeah. could see that it just wasn't possible. This time, it's not quite the same. It's, there's, you know, there's, there's a group that are concerned and, and don't want to come, and we respect their view. And then there's another group who do want to come and want to have an event. Uh, I guess um, nobody thinks that the first IBC that we're going to have is going to step up to the dizzy record-breaking heights of 2019. Um, but there is a lot of value in, in us all getting together still. And we believe that that will be safe and, and there will be value. Mm. Mm. So we've got a part of questions here, Mike, that we'll, we'll get onto. And actually, you've already answered the first one, which was on um, why it was postponed from September. So thanks for that. So we've had lots of questions on the Dutch lockdown light and the possibilities of restrictions being extended, uh, which seems to be the norm with lockdowns in the past. Now, we know you haven't got a crystal ball, but if it is extended or hardened, uh, do we still have a show? I mean, could we have a 2020 Southampton boat show scenario where you've got all the exhibitors in place and the doors can't open? 
Well, um, that part of it um, seems very, very, very unlikely. So I think I have to answer your question in 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 um, in two parts. So the enforcements uh, are in place, and that enables us to follow the advice and have a, a safe event. And we think that there will be uh, quite a lot of value in that. We're monitoring the situation really closely. The the currently the restrictions that are in place uh, end at midnight on the Friday. So for the other three days of the show, things should be back to normal. Clearly, we're realistic, and and and, and those things uh, do um, often get extended, uh, which is why we have amended the opening hours of the show to kind of adjust the business and mm. social cycle all the way through, not not just for that one day. So we've created that clarity. Um, we believe in everything that we've seen and heard from the authorities and everything we can see that the likelihood is that um, the restrictions will end if they don't end and they continue. We've planned for it. Um, if things got a lot worse and we were told that we can't have the event, um, yes, there's, there's a very small risk with a very large impact. Um, but because we can't predict the future, you have to pin your decisions on something. So, so we feel that, mm. um, we, we feel that, um, the chances are very, very high that we can do that. Um, and there's a very high chance as well that if we didn't do that, we'd all be kicking ourselves in three weeks time. Mm. And in those plans, cause if, if something did happen, uh, uh, in those plans that you've, you've, you've got in place, does it include any support for exhibitors and visitors who might be in place? I mean, what, what help can they expect from you? Any, any? Well, we've got a full team on site, um, and we've dealt with some very difficult situations um, uh, in yeah. in the past. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't want to make it a comparison anyway, but you know, imagine how we had to deal with with um, nine eleven, which happened on a on a set of days. So we were we are equipped, and so is the right to be able to help people if we ever reach that scenario. And we've got a backup. We've got a backup plan for it, but uh, okay. and, and clearly we plan for that. But I don't want to dwell on it because we don't think it's going to happen. Um, people, um, exhibitors. This is a, this is an exhibitor type of question now. Um, they they always like to know how many people are registered for the show, and there's mm. uh, I think there's still a, a number of exhibitors that are undecided. Um, and a few people have said, is there an option on the IBC website for people for visitors that are already registered? to unregister if their plans have changed so that they get a, a clearer uh, picture of likely attendance? Yeah, the, the short answer to that is no. There's no registration system that we've ever found that's been designed for unregistering, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so you have to go about it a different way. Now, clearly, we know all the people that are exhibiting. We talk to them all the time. Um, we know all the people that are um, registered to visit because they've sent us a full set of their demographics. So if you are one of those, you will know that over the last few months, IBC regularly uh, surveys to see the attention of, of attendance. And that's that's an ongoing process. So although you can't unregister, um, we will take the total number of registrations like we normally do and we will calculate a number of no-shows based on the survey evidence. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So you'll you know, extrapolate the, and make a difference. And if we do get 
reasonable attendance levels, good attendance levels. Um, one of the questions that came through was 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 talking about um, the, the top of the list of advice to, to stop the spread of COVID is, is to avoid crowded areas. And we saw something about the uh, 1,250 people per room rule or something. What? What? Uh, yeah, what I'm, I'm glad you got that because it, it doesn't apply. Yeah, it's yeah. it it it's a. Uh, I think something got lost in translation between the English and the Dutch. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't apply to an event like IBC. That that applies to a completely different kind of seated crowded event. Um so um I IBC is is categorized and classified completely differently. So those restrictions um right. those restrictions are not in place. The only change um that there is is if you are uh if you're eating or drinking anywhere um, you need to be able to sit down to consume that drink if you're inside. Mm. So if I'm having right. a meeting so, with an if I'm having a meeting with an exhibitor on their stand, we can stand up. There's no need to be seated. You you can stand and you don't need to wear a mask and you don't need to social distance by the rules. But we're not saying that we won't. We will have lots of advice to people to you know keep their distance and wear their mask if they feel more comfortable with it. As we've always said all the way through. We will reflect whatever the government said and we'll go beyond that. So the rules are that no social distancing exists uh, and you don't have to wear a mask because it's considered considered to be a protected zone because everyone will yeah. be um, checked every day. I don't want to stress that. It's not just once. You'll be checked every day. So actually, very quickly, I'm going to say what will happen. So you get funneled in from the perimeter and you'll go into the big Elysium building at the front. Okay. But you won't be able, that won't yeah, be yeah. you won't be able to move into any of the halls. You'll just go into the Elysium. So it's, it's dry and it's warm because it's going to be in December. There will be social distancing in the queue part to get in. You'll get a, a temperature check and a health check. You'll show your credentials. And when your credentials are passed, you will have a wristband put on you, okay, of a certain colour. Mm. You then come back out of the Elysium, and security will allow you in the perimeter. When you're in the perimeter, you can move anywhere inside that fence and that perimeter. You can do what you like. You can leave the event as well. When you come back in, your wristband will be checked. So when you meet anyone on site who's got that color wristband, you know not only have they been checked, but they've been checked that day. So each day there will be a mystery right. color. So you've got to go, everyone will have to go every day to get their different color band to get in. And, and when you think about right. that, that's, you know, there are events happening at the moment. There's an event happening in, 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 uh, in London at the moment where the protocol is you need voluntarily to have taken a lateral flow test 24 hours before. So you can see the level that we're going to there to help to protect yeah, people. Yeah, I want to stress that. And, and is, is that daily health check, Mike, it, does that involve a lateral flow test? Or, and, and does it, it requires a, different countries? Does it change for different countries? Uh, no, the, the challenge for different countries, some of them may have a challenge of uh, getting into um, the, the, the Netherlands, um, China, for example, because that's to do with the kind of, of uh, uh, a vaccine that's accepted. Um, the, what you'll, you'll need to do is to show that you're fully vaccinated, fully recovered, um, or have taken a negative test that day. And most of that mm. information is entered into the European 
coronavirus app, which is the same as uh, the same app, or uh, will, the UK one will be accepted as well. Or you can just do a print out of that. Now, the people who will be handling that through the Rye, they understand how all that works because they're doing it for every single show. You know, so this is not a new thing for them. This is a process that we're following that creates that protective zone all the time. So you will, you will need that evidence. And if you look on the IBC website, we have given a whole pack about planning your travel all the way to coming into the show, which is done by country. So if you look up your country, you'll be able to find out what you need to do. So this is this this is a kind of yeah bit of a bundle. We've we've, we've learned some of the questions. Some of this you have already answered. So don't 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 worry about duplicating. But um, uh, hospitality has always been key to IBC. Mm. You know, coming out and going for a meal afterwards, etc. Um, are we confident that Amsterdam are going to be able to cope? Um, what do we need to get into a bar and how do the locals feel about it? Yeah, so you, you, what you'll need to get in is exactly the same as you needed to get into IBC. And that will get into any anywhere in, in Amsterdam during those, um, during those opening hours. Yeah. Uh, how do the locals feel about it? When, when I've been over uh, um, recently, um, I think the, the city is still welcoming events. They've got the Mets trade show, which is a marine trade show happening at the moment. It's got over a thousand exhibitors, thousands of visitors. They're well used to it. Right. These protocols are about um, creating a protective bubble um, where wherever you okay. go. Um, in terms of IBC being a very social business, um, it is. I, I have a feeling that all that happened is in, at the beginning of the show that the, the social hours will shift from you know, eight o'clock in the morning till till eight o'clock at night. Um, then after that, people will, um, you know, pro probably return to their hotels. The hotels have been uh, very used to this as well, so they've got degrees of flexibility for private groups of, of individuals. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it will be more of a business event. There'll be less flexibility for late night partying. But the rest of it can happen. The stand drinks can happen, the receptions, the awards, all of the other stuff. The beach will be open, the IBC right. pub, the outside areas will all have um, different kinds of catering. So um, apart from the 8 right, to midnight, okay. nothing should much change. Mm. I mean, that's sort of like um, reinforced. We, we did have someone actually contact us who tried to book a table at one of their favorite restaurants for tomorrow night you know mm -hmm. like two weeks before ibc and the wait list was from four o'clock onwards and that's without ibc in town as you say there is another big show going on so maybe that's the reason um but mm -hmm. um, i mean you sort of covered how compromised the networking element would be which is understandable um but it sounds like you've got other other things in place that may act as a, a slight substitute so people can still network um, I think things are different everywhere you go. I mean, I, I went to the CabSat event, and some of my team went to the Satis event. Um, you know, I, I think they, those those events were were buzzing and, and, and they were different. And, and even though you could go out socialising every night in um, in Dubai, people just didn't quite um, tend to do that. They tended to stay just maybe in 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 in, in smaller groups that they knew. But um, everyone who came back or everyone I saw there still found a huge amount of business value in it. So I, I think, you know, the business value is there. I think we need to be a bit inventive about, you know, where we find out and spend our social time. 
Um, but I, I just really, really think it's worth it for us all to, to get back together. Yeah, so, so I mean, one of the ones that, I think in my mind, the final concerning one for people is that there was an IABM poll um, recently done, yesterday, I think it was opened, um, that, that does you know, indicate there's going to be a, a reduced attendance from both exhibitors and visitors. But as this progresses, it's still open. Will you be update, when will you be updating the floor plan so that people like us who go and work the floor so that we can plan our trip? It's getting quite tight. It is getting quite tight. And as you can imagine, some of that's not quite in our control because, you know, people yeah. are thinking about their plans and then they're telling us. I think, um, you know, give it a few more days and that will all settle down because if an exhibit is not going to come, um, they will need to have, have, have told us and told everyone because um, they've got to ship all their stuff and build their stand, you know. So there's only two weeks to go to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think those decisions will be made quite quickly. Um, my team are really, really busy persuading all those exhibitors that they should still stay at the moment. So um, we will update it and it will be accurate. I'm sorry it, you'll get a little bit shorter time than you thought. With regards to, to visitors, yeah. as I said earlier, we're, we're doing our own... Well, with, with regards to exhibitors and visitors, mm. obviously we've got access to know exactly who's coming to the show and, and, uh, and who's uh, yeah. cancelled. We've got a really good idea of the visitors that are going to come, and that's ticking up all the time. I, you know, I think there was some um, concern from exhibitors about the lack of value and the safety, and, and some of them inevitably will, will, um, will pull out. I think it will settle down into a really good um and an incredible event and we'll keep people informed as we move towards it there seems to be a sort of initial initial push against the idea but i'm hoping it will calm down a bit i'm even hoping that people will start to go do you know what you know like it is it, it's it, it is it is worth the trip now i really think about it ibc is important and, and i really want to go I, I i have a gut feeling there are a lot of people who have not made their mind up, or some have even said they're not going, who still then might change their mind to go. Mm. Yeah, I think the initial yeah, reaction okay. was um, surprise, actually, that the show was going to go surprise. ahead. So I think, um, yeah. and, and, and as you can see on LinkedIn and social media, it's been, it's been full of people just shocked almost. Um, there was one question here that um, someone says they completely understand commercially why IBC feel it is important to push forward, but can they be assured that safety is still top of your agenda in a country with COVID levels as they are? Yes, um, is the short answer. I've already, I've already sort of, I've gone through it. I mean, we would not hold a show if it wasn't safe. I'm not a scientific or I'm not a scientific expert, but the Dutch government in the EU have lots of them. And they have said that not only is the event safe, the events like IPC have been proven to be safe. So. As we are now, we believe that it will be a safe event. If there's any further doubt about that and the Dutch government give us different advice, we would cancel. I mean, here's, here's a, a, you know, a, a, a question. In your press statement, IBC claimed to be central to the success of the broadcast industry. And of course, it has been for, for quite a long time. But why is it so important that the show goes ahead, goes ahead this year? 
Well, I think there is a feeling from a lot of people that they do want to get together. And at the moment, the ones who don't have, 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 have been loudest. Um, but I, there's a lot of, of, of reason for us to do that. Uh, I hope we can get soon back to the dizzy heights of an NAB or an IBC 2019. But that, that will take some time and it will take some stages. There are a lot of important things that have got to be addressed uh, in order to reach that. In order to do that, um, you, you need to get together. So from, from my point of view, um, you know, um, I think it will be a good show. I think it will be a good, a valuable show. Please come. Um, if you agree with that, tell your friends. Um, if you don't agree with that, tell your enemies. Um, and um, <laughs> if, you, if you're not sure your friends, your enemies are, come to IBC and make more friends. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think it's, a, you know, where else would you rather be? Um, for those two or three days in September around our industry. I, I, I do believe that we are doing the right thing to get all the people together that want to, to begin the recovery. And let's be really clear, if, if people have their concerns, we are completely respectful of that. But it's a polarised view. We feel we can put on a good event. That's what we want to do. Thank you, Mike. Um... Really appreciate your time. I know, I know you, you, you must be very busy right now. Um, do check out the IBC website for all the latest information and also the guides, the travel guides and how to get in guides that Mike's mentioned there. And let's hope the next time we do speak, Mike is in Amsterdam. Thank you to Media Proxy for their continued support of Kit Plus TV and thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.